bloom where you're planted. Like take take stock of what's already in your network and who you have in your back pocket. Cause it might be right underneath your nose and you're not even seeing it. So look around your network, see who you already have and who you can make connections with locally. Cause they might be able to connect you with someone who is an expander for your business and for your dreams. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the book, better weddings podcast. On today's episode, we have our good friend Stetton Wilson from California. They're a photography duo. They're so much fun. They taught us a lot about photography and business, but the main reason I'm on here talking on the intro is to introduce our new co-host. Her name's Scout. She's so much fun. (laughs) She's got energy. She's amazing. Hey, she's been a coach. She's been a workout trainer for a long time now so she's gonna get us all in good shape I just dropped my phone we're gonna leave this in here but she's fun I think she's just gonna add so much personality and just energy to our team not just on the the podcast but also on the coaching she's gonna be leading up social media and helping with a lot of other things so you'll be seeing her a lot more in videos as well as James and I as we continue to interview guests around the country on weddings, business, and all other things. It's going to be exciting. So keep following along. Let's jump into the episode with our friend Stutton Wilson. I was just like looking through y'all's uh, website earlier today and last night and I was like, man, they, I forgot how awesome y'all stuff is. Well, thank you. It's been a long time coming. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Devin got started in this industry 14 years ago in a very interesting way. So I feel like it all conspired very naturally and um, had a very natural progression to where we are today. That wasn't too much push or pull. It was a flow. Yeah, I know you guys have a really unique story about how you got started. So you can go ahead and share that little bit of that if you want to. Cool. I'll, I'll hop in since it um, happened to me. Actually, my gr- great aunt was obsessed with medium format film. And she passed those cameras down to my dad, who was a teacher, but became like the family photographer. He kind of always taught me how to take photos. Um, And I started to travel and I started to take photos of the places I was going. And then people started wanting to buy them Um, and literally just walked into my house, saw some prints up and wanted to buy them right there on the spot. So I started kind of pursuing that while I was in college. And then was having an art show kind of opening in a restaurant and this couple that I had met while I was abroad kind of waltzes in the door and lays down the law and says, you're going to be our wedding photographer. Um, I kind of backpedaled, didn't, was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't do that. Um, And they were just like, we love the way you see the world. And if we're wrong about this, like it's our, it's on us. Um, So you're our wedding photographer. And I still tried to be like, you know what? I'll come, I'll be a guest, I'll bring my camera, it'll be fun, hire a professional. I don't know what I'm doing. And they were like, nope, you're it. And uh, then they kind of sweetened the pot enough times that I had to say yes. Um, Tell them how they sweetened the pot. Yeah, so I jumped right into the deep end. First wedding, destination wedding, five days of events. Where? uh, In Costa Rica. And they had like an oceanfront little a place for me to stay and there was a surfboard waiting for me when I arrived and I love to surf and they paid me a decent wage for it so it was like okay how do you say no to that couldn't um exactly and literally I remember just the whole time just being like this is fun this is fun like I don't I was kind of worried going like maybe this will be a stressful thing maybe it won't be any fun it'll be overwhelming but it always was just fun and felt really great and unique to be 
taking photos that were so that would be valued so much and like being in these intimate moments and getting to know people really deeply really quickly and like experience that mm-hmm. um and i just remember being like i'm either totally crushing this or absolutely messing it up because it feels easy and fun um but they love their wedding gallery and and they're still married today they are still married they today kids. they live in hawaii yeah, i love that they live in the life mm-hmm. and i think i've shot four or five people's weddings who are at that initial wedding. Um, so it's kind of fun to see them again from time to time pop up. The next part of the story is pretty funny as well, because I came back from that trip and was kind of, as you said, high on the mountaintop talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I just went to a birthday dinner and uh, this couple overheard me in the restaurant and came up and talked to me and said, you sound like a really fun wedding photographer and we're engaged and we're married soon and we can't find a photographer. Um, they're like every, and this, Keep in mind, this was a long time ago. Wedding photography was in a different place and it kind of had this stigma of being cheesy, boring, cheesy, and just that's really what it was. Um, And I kind of did, I just made it up as I was going along, but I believed that I wanted to capture like authentic moments between people and I wanted to like find the best light and like get people in that situation. Um, I think Skylar really helped polish up some of the real details there but like that candid raw emotion was like a big part of my formula from the start and every wedding I did I think I just kind of that one was a much simpler wedding it was in a backyard in North Carolina where I was living at the time Um, but it was a really fun wedding too and like it was just there was lots of great moments to capture and uh, from that one I built a website using flash which dates me quite a bit Um, but it yeah, it was not the best website, but it was enough. And I started being able to show the work that I had done. I had two weddings and mm-hmm. that was kind of enough for people to hear, I'm going to approach it like this. Like I want it to be a good experience for you. Like I don't want to make you do things that I think you should or shouldn't do. I want you to experience mm-hmm. your day. I want you to be present. Um, I'll guide you into the best light when the best light happens. And besides that, I'm just going to stick to like telling your story and it's going to be a unique gallery to you. After I graduated from college, I was kind of, I want to be a wedding photographer and I want to travel a lot. Um, so I started traveling all over the world with some nonprofits, um, kind of doing before and after photos for Operation Smile, working with some mm. other programs that would like expose teenagers to travel and like convincing them that they could make a difference in the world and capturing all of that while I was you know, doing that and telling those stories. I also wrote quite a bit for Operation Smile, like the stories of like what patients would go through. Um, And I always say there's actually, it's kind of like a medical mission would be how I'd describe it. And there's some similarities to a wedding because there's a timeline, there's a lot of emotion. You don't always get to shoot in the best light, um, but there's something really special happening. um, And you get to try to capture that and share it. Um, And that's actually how we met. Yeah. So in 2013, I started volunteering for Operation Smile, which is the same charity that Devin was volunteering for during his time off. Um, We met at like a a photographer training for the nonprofit. And then we never saw each other again for about a year and a half. And we kind of circumnavigated the globe in different directions, working on different projects. And I would always lean on him and ask him questions about photography and gear and things I needed to do and any questions I had because he was so experienced, not only as a photographer, but as a traveler. And 
managing and executing these jobs during these live productions that were, are very similar to weddings. Um, and so after we had worked together, actually we were working apart, but then he hired me to work with him on a project um, together. And then after that, he was like, you know what? You're pretty talented. Would you consider shooting weddings? And I was like, no, weddings are cheesy. <laughs> wedding photographers are cheesy. I'm not interested in that. But then, um, he lured me into a wedding in Washington, DC. Yeah. And I shot that one with him and, you know, he needed a second shooter, but he was very much like, you should just capture what you can and see how you can apply yourself and see if this is something you would actually be interested in doing. And I loved it. I immediately stepped in and wanted to help, you know, the women, the bridesmaids, like the details. There was so many things that I just very naturally loved. And it was at a beautiful venue outside of Washington, DC with rolling Hills and like fun, um, architecture and buildings. So I just had, I was allowed to apply a lot of my knowledge and skills from years prior and what I studied in school, um, to the job. And then after that, I guess I did okay because he invited me to work with him on a wedding in California, in Northern California, in Mendocino during Pino Week. So the wedding was a destination wedding. They rented an entire bed and breakfast, waterfront. It was insane. It was cool. And after that, I was like, okay, this is something I'm really interested in continuing to do. And I would love to make it my career. But in order to do that, we need to scale and elevate and there's so much room for growth and that's kind of immediately where my skill set came in where I'm like more visionary and he's really helpful at like getting all the things done. I think scaling is one of the most unique things that we're seeing like in this industry is like you know different companies different people have started like really small like one person team type thing have like seen the possibility for growth and like just they just don't know quite how to get there um so like what was y'all's approach to scaling your business? First, when I, when I started working with Devin, I mean, he's so talented. There was really like, you made it really easy. It's, you're really easy to work with and you're also very lenient and you're a really good educator. And I think I, after working in weddings for about a year, I, I immediately noticed that I wanted to raise our prices, but in order to do that, we needed to appear uh, a little bit more elevated. So marketing was something I studied in school and something that I started, you know, tweaking right from the beginning. Your business didn't have a business Instagram until after I joined. Yeah, it didn't. It was just his personal Instagram <laughs> and he would like post random pictures of little things, but not a lot. And nothing was like tagged appropriately. So I made us an Instagram and I think 2017 is when we started it. And not that that's good advice. No, but. not good advice. <laughs> that had worked for years. Yeah. And so then I started doing more marketing. Um, we revamped our website next. Then we started doing more outreach with um, locations, venues, planners, people in different areas and networks where we wanted to work. After that, we went through um, a rebrand. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of just sat down together and talked about like, what is our North star and how can we make that present throughout everything we do, how we speak, how we act, our clients, what we wear, all the things, um, and then continued outreach. And over the year, like it's really slow, long process that we've really enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, just spreading the love along the way. We're all here to kind of spread light and love. And as long as we can have fun doing what we're doing and, feel fulfilled by what we do. I think there's like no cap to the success that you can have. Mm, that's awesome. I love that. Um, one thing that uh, I was looking at the other day was whenever we shot with you back uh, with Karen Daniel, I think uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think y'all's branding was pure soul. 
photography. And then recently, I don't know how recently exactly, but y'all have like rebranded to Stett and Wilson, which is a combination of y'all's names, obviously, as y'all's are your, you know, photo partnership thing you got going on. So what did that look like? Um, what goes into changing your branding and like what made you make that decision going from Pure Soul to Stett and Wilson and all that stuff? Well, it was really just a combo of the fact that we'd thought about it. We'd thought about it for years, actually, since she joined. I kind of like was like, you know, this is how it started. Is this what we should just keep rolling with? Or should we make something that's unique more to like where we're going now? Um, and it took us a little time, I think, to figure out that we needed to or that we were ready to do it because we wanted to kind of solidify what we were going to present before we did it. And then just random chance, we were having dinner with some friends and someone just let, let us know they thought that that would be a great name. Another wedding planner said, have you guys ever thought about changing your name to Stetton and Wilson? And we were like, okay, thank you for the sign. Like, thank you. Mm -hmm. That was like clarity. It's like the God, the universe was giving us a test to see if we were ready to commit. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was like just enough, um, of a little yeah. seed to and get it, us, to get our wheels turning. And then we started planning the, the, the rebrand. Um, and we wanted to launch it, you know, the, the first week of March in 2020, of course. Yeah. Perfect timing. <laughs> it was the second week of March. We wanted to launch it and then COVID happened. It all worked. It all worked out because people were at home with nothing to do. So we waited a couple weeks and like three or four weeks into COVID, we launched our brand and people had nothing else to do, but to go to our new website, mm -hmm. look at our Instagram. We sent out mailers. It was great. It was really fun. But I think the name itself, just as soon as we came up with that name, it felt right. And then, like I said before, we kind of had sat down and talked about what, what words and things and ideas were going to be iconic for us and our brand and the growth of our brand, our North star and our names kind of feel, they, they felt really good. Our last names, um, to kind of be the signpost for our new brand. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there are last names, um, but they are, so it's connected like that, but it sounds to me almost like Ralph Lauren or any yes. other iconic brand that's out there. Um, it kind of has that cachet to it. So we're both lucky to have those last names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, definitely very elegant. I agree. Scott, go ahead. Yeah, I have a question. So Devin, when you guys came together and made this team, what was that shift that you had to make personally to work as a as a unit? Like you were so used to working by yourself. How did you choose like, okay, she can go to this wedding or how did you all discuss that? What does that look like for you guys? I mean, it was really just an organic process. Um, I think that I thought back to how I started and I, I truly believe that you need to have some space and the ability to maybe fail at some things, um, mm -hmm. to be challenged at certain moments, um, to express your vision. Um, and now we, it took a little time because there were times where maybe she wasn't quite ready or she wanted more control than she had in a certain moment. And we had to figure out really how to ebb and flow and how to um, do that dance, which we have now figured out how to do very well on a wedding day. We kind of just pass the ball back and forth. And sometimes it's a joint idea of how what a photo should be. Sometimes she has a clear vision. Sometimes I have an idea. Um, and we are able to just bounce back and forth really easy. But it was definitely, there was, there was a process to that for sure. 
I want to add something. I think that we work very differently from each other and we shoot very differently. We interact with our clients very differently from each other, which makes the final product very dynamic and unique and well-rounded. And I think that at the beginning, working with each other felt a little bit like this. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't working the same way. So we had to really learn. And Devin just is really, he flows really easily with me on wedding day. I think I probably had a harder time because I wanted to, I like managing people and moving people around. And I think he's less like that and more go with the flow and documentary style. So learning how those two dynamics work together and how, how you can actually harness like the strength of both of those things to really make, like, we really decided who's going to do what, because this particular thing, like taking family photos and then taking pictures of the reception might be more formulaic. That might be something I focus on. Whereas something like couples portraits during sunset, when the light is literally changing moment by moment, wrapping around this tree, he might, he might focus on that part. So on wedding day, it's really rare that we're both side by side shooting the exact same thing. We love when that happens during portrait sessions, but it doesn't always happen. Um, but yeah, I think that you, you did, it was like a seamless transition for Devin going from solo to working together um, and got better over time. Something that we really try to bring into our wedding photography, and I mentioned it earlier that I kind of started with this is that we want the experience to be really good. Um, and that's not just for the bride and groom. It's honestly for us and the family and the guests. Um, so we want to, we do some pre-work with people to figure out what the timeline is to make it something that's enjoyable and that there is time to experience the different moments of your wedding day, because really the more into their wedding a couple is the better an experience they're going to have. And the, better they're going to look in photos mm -hmm. because they're truly having a great time. They're not just posing for a photo. They're actually having this great time. And then when we go to a portrait session at sunset, they're like excited to be there with us because the whole experience has been really good. And that's so enjoyable. I think that we really enjoy being there on wedding day. So mm -hmm. that's awesome guys. Who or what has been an inspiration for you as you begin to grow and blossom your business? We try to pull inspiration from things outside of the industry, artwork, travel. For me personally, architecture and like places. I love, I studied a lot of architecture in school and it's something I always look to incorporate into our wedding galleries, creating that sense of place. We shoot a lot on the East Coast. You guys know this. So there's the architecture on the East Coast is old and beautiful and there's clean lines. Out in California, it's not so much like that. You might have some Spanish architecture, but it's not as tall and grandiose. Um, so that's something I'm really inspired by is art and architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, you should talk about your fashion guy. Oh, sure. I love finding photographers who are outside of the wedding world to find inspiration from. And there's a, a Dutch photographer named Bastian Woot, and uh, he makes these beautiful art books and just takes gorgeous portraiture that's a different approach than what a traditional kind of wedding portrait would be. And um, you can definitely see some inspiration from his books in some of our galleries, especially this last year. Um, not exact replicas, but just like kind of a little nod to something that he's done. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I should try that with the groom when he's getting ready. Plays a lot with movement and um, getting some of that energetic feel into a photograph, which is something that we both really like doing as well. Yeah. 
We also read magazines. We subscribe <laughs> to um, Vogue, Harper's. Um, I love interior magazines, Pillow, mm-hmm. um, Veranda. So looking at things like that to not only just follow trends, but to follow tradition and to figure out what, what the pulse is in the world of fashion and interiors. Because as much as we're looking at people on wedding day, there's also, there's rooms that are created in these tents that these wedding designers are creating that we need to capture in a way that feels like warm and welcoming and beautiful um, rather than just snap, snap, snap. Yeah. I would just love like your insight on like how the wedding industry has changed and kind of like moved in some forms like uh, toward the art side of, of photography and, you know, films and stuff like that. How have you seen that change and how have you seen film make it come back and like, what has that meant to you guys as like artists at heart to see that kind of shift in the wedding industry? So I think it's great that so many more people are valuing uh, the expression of art as a way to document their special day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's fantastic. We have so much gear. Devin manages all of our gear. We have so many different types of cameras, but we tell a lot of our clients, like we're going to choose whichever camera is best for that moment and the light. Mm -hmm. So if the moment is fast or quick or slow and dark, um, do we need a tripod? So there's all different types of ways that we could go. Um, and different cameras we could pick up different lenses. But I think that yeah, we never want to like guarantee that you're going to get a certain amount of anything. It's really just an in- intuitive, instinctive approach that we take with based on our experience and our expertise and making art, making something beautiful and artful from your wedding day. We have one client in particular who blew up a picture from their dance floor, and I think it's in their bedroom now. Um, and the bride and groom are twirling on the dance floor. It's in like dark, low light in the Bahamas on the beach on a big, beautiful dance floor with like a big, they painted the dance floor with palm fronds and then there's string lights above. And because you're in the Bahamas and it's so humid and like wet and salty oh, in the air also quite stormy that and day. stormy. <laughs> oh my God. It was so windy. But because of all of that, like uh, stuff in the air, the pictures we took were glowy. And so where all the lights were hanging, the like cafe lights, they were glowing. And then this couple is twirling on the dance floor and everyone's kind of moving on the dance floor and they blew it up big in their house. So that's artwork, right? Um, that's just our goal is to create something really beautiful from a really special day. Knowing where you've shot and where you haven't shot, where do you want to shoot? Where's a dream place that you've always wanted to shoot? You haven't had the opportunity to go yet. I mean, anywhere that the right clients are. Yeah. Sounds like a dream location. You know, what's new We've shot at a lot of great venues, but what's funny about shooting at wedding venues is that they're a little bit cookie cutter sometimes because you know what shots you're going to get. The the really fun thing for us, not that we don't love shooting at venues, we do, but the really fun thing is private estates, home and mm. backyard weddings, like tented in someone's backyard. It's brand new, never been done. You don't know what the light's going to do. Um there's just like new places to explore when, when the property is new or when, um, when it's just an iconic, very unique place. Um, but if you are looking for actual venues, we do, we would like to shoot at the Swan house, which is in the South. You guys know that venue. We are uh, going to shoot at Vizcaya outside of Miami very soon. We're shooting there in March. We're very excited about that wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Southern California or even just California, Baliu Gardens yeah. in California, I would love to shoot there. 
It's stunning. There's tons of villas and chateaus in Europe where I would love to photograph weddings. Oh my gosh. I could go on and on and on forever. Chateau du Grand Luce. I think that's how you say it is in France. Stunning, iconic. Our friend Rebecca, I think shot there and I was just my floor, my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> um, there's also a pink chateau in France that would be really fun. Charleston though, thinking about Charleston more, I think we've shot at a lot of places in Charleston. Yes. I mean, take a new one where you've been to everywhere. Like you guys have, you shot all the best ones already. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the place where we shot in New York city a couple times, 620 loft. That was like a dream come true. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to work there. And I have to say shooting weddings at 620 loft and garden, you're on the seventh floor rooftop at Rockefeller center surrounded by tall skyscrapers. You can hear the buzz of traffic down below, but because you're seven floors up, it's like a hum, but you can still hear the honks and everything, but you're away from it and you're outdoors, open air. It's magical. And there's only 40 people allowed because they don't have, it's not a big space. You're right above the ice skating rink at Rockefeller Center where the Christmas tree is. So it's just like a really bustly, fun, vibrant, energetic part of New York City to be in anyway. And to be experiencing and witnessing someone's vows and taking pictures of that is just... I still pinch myself thinking that we've got gotten to do that twice. So um, that was like an aha moment. What was the other one? Oh, shooting in Jackson Hole. Yeah. Jackson Hole, Wyoming in Grand Teton National Park at like an iconic chapel inside the park with, with a client who is from Wyoming. Who who, whose parents had gotten married 33 years before on the same, in the day. Sa same day in the same chapel. So yep. that just added. And she was yeah. wearing this gorgeous dress that she found at a random shop in Wyoming that happened to be Vera Wang. Like all of the, all of the pieces came together for the perfect puzzle for that wedding. That yeah. Perfect day. Too. And it was just great weather. The stars were out. I mean, shooting out in the wild is so fun when you can just be out in a big expansive place, like in Jackson, Wyoming, when the weather's good, when the weather's good, because the stars come out. Mm, so, so good. We shot another wedding in Jackson where there was like rain and lightning storm while the ceremony was happening, but the rain like went around the ceremony. I don't know how it happened. The so bride, it worked out, but it was a little stressful. In her pictures, she's like going like this the whole time during the ceremony. Cause she's like looking at all the lightning going all around there. It never rained on us. It just rained yeah. everywhere else. Honestly, their reception, which was a walk away, it poured. And we got there and we're like, it's soaking over here. And they were like, yeah, it just rained. And we're like, not where we were. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome. Um, I want to, I want to pivot really back quickly to, um, Scholar, when you said that you kind of, um, came in and helped Devin kind of rebrand the whole thing and start its Instagram with the business account and all these different things. So you've been kind of what it seems like kind of the head of the marketing department for, for y'all's company for a while. So what is the number one piece of marketing advice that you would give to someone who's kind of starting their um, company in the wedding industry since you've kind of built it from the ground up, you know, from y'all's brand and the marketing and Instagram website, all that stuff, you know, what would be the number one piece of advice you could offer to someone who's starting out? The number one piece of advice I would offer is to take a step back, think big picture, dream really, really big from there, work backwards to get to that dream and know that it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take years. Yeah. I think, I think that we've, we've experienced that some as well. Um, so I think that, I think that's great advice for anyone starting out is just kind of, you know, 
paint the biggest picture you can and find out where you can move each day to like get closer to that picture once you have that that goal in mind what is something that sets you guys apart from everyone else in your industry that i should be looking for and someone that i want to shoot my wedding i think that it's really important to find someone who's going to focus on you and your event being a unique experience um and to show up open to that and wanting to create unique artwork for you about your day um rather than coming in with a complete formula of saying we're going to do this this is like here's the timeline this is this is how it works they need to get to know you they need to understand what your values are and they need to like listen when you're expressing what's important to you mm-hmm. and kind of change up what they're doing for that um so you know i think your photographer should work with you and create a beautiful experience to make beautiful art Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I would say. Yeah. I would think about, that was great. Um, Scout, I would think about how you want to feel. Mm, yeah. So at the end of the day, like, how do you want to be feeling at the end of the night with your person, like arm in arm, how do you want to be feeling and make sure that you feel a little bit comfortable expressing that or talking about that feeling with your photographers and with your other vendors. Cause that's kind of a good sign. If you can get there, if you're that kind of person. And aside from that, much like Devin said, make sure you think about your priorities. Like what is actually important to you at the end of the day? Do you want pictures of every single detail in like in the most perfect way? Or do you, are you, or is your priority maybe candid shots? Like, which is, if you had to pick which one is more important and make sure you find someone who has a portfolio with proof that that is something they prioritize in their photography as well. So for you guys, do you all meet multiple times with your clients before so that you get their feel and make sure they're a good match for you guys as well? We actually lean on wedding planners exclusively now. It's rare that we don't it's, it's happened recently, but, um, typically we work with wedding planners. So the wedding planners know us fairly well, and then they'll match make us with our clients. However, I will add that might be how we get some of the work, but we will then typically do a video call, um, which can take 30 minutes to an hour, sometimes longer, because if they're having fun chatting with us and we're having fun chatting with them, like we can keep talking about things. Mm -hmm. And then after that, like that kind of lets us know some insight into who they are. And we ask all sorts of questions that reveal their personalities and what their wishes might be. And then we have them kind of work on a form to help give us more direct information on that. Mm -hmm. And then take all of that to work with the wedding planner to work on Mm -hmm. the time. Yeah, I think that that's really important because we we do we have a similar process with you know our clients that we end up um, working with as well. It's just because we can only, you can only take so many projects in a certain year, um, and so it's really important that you're able to connect with those with those clients. But one thing that I wanted to ask is for someone who maybe doesn't have those relationships with planners yet, like how do they get to that point with you, like the y'all are at, which is where planners know y'all, know your reputation, um, can be able to refer them to their clients and get these weddings like you guys are talking about. I think as Skylar said, it's, it's a long process and you know, it's, it's a small community of people really. So you need to treat every job with a lot of respect and reverence and find a way to get excited about each job and give it your best, you know, create work 
that is consistently like raising the bar for whatever it is you're doing. And also look back at what you did and evaluate it and figure out what you can do better. Um, and I think if you keep doing those steps over time, you will continue to like get to a better and better level. That was great. I would add that you could bloom where you're planted as in use your network that you already have. For example, I used to live in New York city for almost a decade and I went to the college of Charleston for school. And I had a, an acquaintance from college of Charleston. I didn't know her very well at all. She also lived in New York during the same time I did. And we loosely followed each other on social media throughout those years before I was full-time with this business. And then when I started doing more weddings, I think she noticed she got engaged. She, she saw that I was a wedding photographer and reached out and said, hi, are you interested in maybe shooting my wedding? I'm getting married in Charleston and that would be fun. And this is my wedding planner. I had never heard of the wedding planner before, but there we were. And then we got, we got connected in that way. So that was Blythe from Hill and Co. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. So this was not Caroline. This is not the Breeden wedding. This was. Yeah years before a different wedding for, um, for this acquaintance I had from college. So bloom where you're planted, like take, take stock of what's already in your network and who you have in your back pocket. Cause it might be right underneath your nose and you're not even seeing it. So look around your network, see who you already have and who you can make connections with locally. Cause they might be able to connect you with someone who is an expander for your business and for your dreams. I mean, that was great. You guys.